I want me some glory hope. Football Glory Hole Recap Podcast for week 17 of your NFL season. I'm your host, Bo Sevis, and I am riding solo tonight. But if you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, or Spreaker, we thank each and every Glory Hole Seeker for tuning in. All right, boys and girls, you know how we do it. It's the good, the bad, and the are you fucking kidding me? And now it's time for the good. Oh, that's good. That's good! Well, that's just fucking great! That's just fucking great! The bad! Is this bad? Is this bad? Well, that's fucking not good. And the are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? God damn it, are you fucking with me? boys and girls it is just your boy Bo Sivas riding solo tonight unfortunately uh, everybody's favorite part of the show Longhorn he went a little too hard on uh, New Year's Eve and he has come down with the it's confirmed it is confirmed monkeypox and feline AIDS all in one I don't know how the guy gets into these situations but whatever he's he's pretty strong he's got a more than a you know what I would call a moderate supply of penicillin, so I am confident that he's going to bounce back, and he will be back with us shortly, but tonight, it's just me, and good thing for me, as we always start off with the good, that we had a lot of fucking good last week, baby. 10 and 6 for us, for the clients, this week so far, one game left pending. Oh, what a hell of a run we've had to end this bowl season, Uh, we've been telling you, it's coming, it is here. We have uh, exploded all over the place. Well, Longhorn really did that, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, last week, me in the contest, 3-2. and two. Look, I gave you guys my picks live on the Big Pod. That was a first for us on FGH. I personally like doing that a lot. Uh, I wish that we could do that every single week. Unfortunately, the way the timing works out with the contest... And our recording schedule, it's just not feasible. But if we ever get the opportunity to do it again, I definitely will take advantage. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, Longhorn, give me live feedback as we were going through the picks, you know, uh, supporting me where he thought it was right and kicking me in the balls where he thought I was wrong. So that was a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Speaking of speaking of uh, the one big kick in the balls he got to give me, uh, one of my losses was on the sounder that Longhorn gave out on Green Bay. It was a great call by him. Look, I knew that one was probably a reach, but it was just a contrarian play, uh, play, and I felt like, you know, I just felt like doing it. My main handicap in the game was that, you know, Jordan Love's played really good, man, for pretty much the whole season, uh, but the Minnesota defense, the only time he faced him, he played his worst game. So I thought that that would at least hold true 
It did not. He played really well. I got to be honest, uh, the effort for Minnesota was not great on defense. That was the worst tackling I've seen them do all season. I think a lot of it had to do with the decision to play the rookie quarterback for all the things that that coach of Minnesota has done well. And you got to give the guy a lot of credit. He's done a really good job losing his quarterback and keeping his team on the rails. But I think you saw what the locker room thought of that decision pretty early on in that one. And it was justified because, God damn, was he fucking terrible. And I think that my theory's got some legs because they did put Mullins in after the first half, which, you know, you don't do that if you're really trying to see what the kid has. You're already getting your fucking brains kicked in. You just you let him play, man. You just let him play through it. Obviously, the locker room probably wasn't happy with that. They probably furthermore let their feelings be known at halftime. And we got the switch. It didn't matter. They couldn't do shit. Uh, but I got to tell you, I know Longhorn doesn't like to kind of admit it, but Jordan Love's looking a little bit more and more like OAA Ron uh, in that Green Bay offense. We'll see how they do going forward. We'll see if they get in the playoffs or not. Uh, another great call by Longhorn, the big dick pick on the Giants. Uh, that was a a win for the clients also. I like the Giants there too, obviously, and I thought that was his best call of the week. But that's two weeks in a row that the big dick pick has hit that Longhorn has put out. So he's getting hot on them, boys and girls. So start paying attention. These things go in streaks. They go in streaks. So pay attention to the big pod this week. Um, unfortunately, though, for Longhorn and myself, the Longhorn lock of the week hit again. It was only a half unit because the buckets were on Buffalo. We both had Buffalo in the contest. Obviously, you guys know that I did. I talked about it on the podcast. But honestly, man, if I look through the box where those stats from New England, they probably should have just won that game outright. You know, it's unreal that Buffalo continues to have these letdowns on these big spreads. It's not a good sign for a team that's supposed to be, you know, marching towards a Super Bowl run. Uh, but overall, man, the Longhorn Lock of the Week, just, it can't be fucking stopped. I really did start this as kind of a joke segment, just to bust Longhorn's balls. But dude, it has grown into something that, I mean, I don't know if it's the most profitable thing we've ever done (laughs) as far as like the free picks and sounders and all that stuff that we give out. But my God, ah, you talk about a fade that won't fucking quit. Holy shit. So pay attention. To what he says on the New England game this week also. Uh, we also had, both had San Francisco minus 12. We got the happy surprise that Longhorn's shitty boy Sam Howell was starting. He threw two picks because, of course he did. It's what he does. And San Francisco, they didn't do a lot, but they did, you know, what they had to do. And it covered easily. Uh, you know, the Skins will be quarterback hunting again this offseason. Big fucking shocker there. And coach hunting, too, as I've been telling you for, I don't know, at least two months, this whole staff is fired. Uh, But, you know, San Francisco locks up the number one seed, so now everything runs through them in the NFC. I think that's the way it should go. They've been the best team all year consistently. They've had their ups and downs as far as, you know, losing a game here and there, whatever, in that three-game losing streak, of course. But overall, you know, it's hard to find a team that played better than them uh, all all season, everything considered, except, you know, obviously Baltimore and the AFC. So those are definitely one and one A, whichever way you want to say it. I'm not going to argue with you. So so they got the number one C. They did deserve it. So good for them. 
Uh, the college free pick I gave out over a month ago. I think I gave it out on Army Navy Week. Uh, Mizzou, look, I got the steam completely. That did hit for us, but I got the steam completely wrong. I said take them at plus one because they're going to close at minus three or more. Well, they got up to minus two, and then the switch happened, and all of a sudden money started like coming against them, and it trickled, trickled, and then it just exploded on game day. I think it cl- they closed as five point dogs. And then Ohio State went out and rewarded all those people who came against us by scoring three points. (laughs) Look, man, the game day steam this bowl season has been wrong on almost every single fucking game. This market is completely inefficient. Nobody knows anything. I think the lesson to be learned here is if there's no new information driving the steam, then it's just probably some influencer, you know, one of these chicks who get paid to put out their shitty picks that are based on nothing except whatever side that their employer, who's always a sports book, wants, you know, them to put out. Look, man, anybody who would take picks from somebody who works for a bookmaker is a retard. And the world is full of retards. So I think that's why you get all the <laughs> all this bad game day steam that comes uh, against some of these teams. Uh and then the college free pick I gave with this last week on Wyoming lost. Of course it did. So the fade on me continues as well. I'm just out here printing you guys fucking money. Oh my God. Fucking 10 and 5 in college in the week, but I can't hit the free pick. <laughs> oh, but what I did hit some college parlays. I hit a 22 to 1, picking all four games correctly on Friday on the money line. I hit a 12 and a half to 1. By picking all four games correctly on the money line on Saturday. My NFL round robin this week, I had Baltimore, minus three, Pittsburgh plus four, and mini on a pick'em. Two out of three, got me paid pretty good. Uh, But I brought that up more to talk about the Baltimore game. So I said on the podcast that Miami was still a paper tiger to me. It was encouraging how their defense had trended up, you know, even against some better opponents. But if they could go in there and keep it close to Baltimore, even if they lost, I didn't really care. That would have, you know, at least give me confidence in them that they could actually do something in the playoffs going forward. Obviously, they did not. They got their goddamn doors blown off. Tua was bad again. Dude, he's been bad for pretty much the better part of a month now. Um, That's concerning. You know, obviously the fact that Baltimore... Went into San Fran and won a game by great margin. And then they come back home and play the, you know, second, third best team in the AFC. And it's not even a competition. You know, they've got the number one seed. Again, just like San Fran, they deserve it. Lamar wrapped up the MVP. I mean, yeah, you could say other people have better numbers and this and that or whatever. But at the end of the day, it comes down to winning games. Nobody's really been better other than probably Mahomes at just winning football games and Lamar Jackson since he came in the league. So it's hard to say that he doesn't deserve it, uh, especially with that performance against that team in that moment. I mean, four or five touchdowns, whatever he had. He's the odds-on favorite. I think there's no way that he doesn't get it at this point. So good for Lamar. Kudos to him. Kudos to Baltimore. They definitely deserve the number one seed. Uh, the Buckets overall went 5-4, and four, another winning week. 73-55 and 55 is what they're going to finish on the season. There will be no Buckets in Week 18. But if you just bet $100 a game on every single one of those that I gave you out all for free, all year long on the podcast, you are up 
$1,250 on the season. So not too goddamn shabby right there. The Do No Wong teasers went 2-2 two and two overall. Eh. But the Monday uh, one I gave out, the take the Jags to pick them and Cleveland to minus one. That one hit. The number one uh, uh, Do No Wong teaser from the podcast, Detroit up to 13 in the total. Up to 6.5 and took the under. That was never, never sweat on either side of that one. It did kind of shock me uh, that Detroit's defense, you know, played as well as they did against Dallas. Um, it wasn't, you know, that they stuffed the Cowboys running game because that was a given that that was going to happen. Everybody does that. The Cowboys don't even try to run it. In fact, at the end of the game when they could have just iced the game by at least attempting to run the ball, they still didn't even fucking try. So, again, that's another fucking just, what the fuck are you doing, McCarthy? Why are you doing this? Why would you, like... Why would you give them more chances, you fucking fat dope? Which, that's another part of my reservation of the Cowboys going forward in the playoffs, but whatever. Uh, but CeeDee Lamb, my God. He, I mean, they couldn't cover him. Nobody could fucking cover him. I think he had 84 catches for 1,000 yards in that game alone. Holy fucking shit. I think he broke every record the Cowboys have ever had, I guess, for the season now. Catches, yards, everything. Oh, my gosh. And I know everybody's bitching and moaning about the fucking two-point conversion. But, look, I was with, you know, the kneecapper with the first call. In fact, when they scored, before they scored the touchdown, watching with somebody, is like, they're going to go for two. Like, no, dude, they'll go to overtime. I was like, nah, he's not going to overtime. He wants to get out here with a fucking win right now and not put any more miles on any of his guys' tires. They've already got the division locked up. You know, San Fran's obviously got the number one seed, so fuck it. He's going to go for it and get in and get out of here. It was a great call. It was a great play. But at the end of the day, they broke the rules. And they did not report properly. They tried to, basically what they did, now that I've read everything, they had two offensive linemen walk up to the ref. And one of them, the left tackle, said that he was eligible. The ref thought the other guy said it. So that's who they marked as eligible. So that made the guy that caught the ball ineligible. Now you can say, well, the ref fucked that up. That's messed up. But it was just gamesmanship by Detroit. They were trying to kind of game the system by not doing the you know usual hands across my chest. That's how they report, like, hey, I'm eligible. So when they do that, everybody sees it. They obviously did not want to do that because they didn't want Dallas to see it. So they tried to kind of circumvent the system. It bit them in the ass. It is what it is. After that, I would have kicked it. Uh, I think, you know, Dan just being stuck to his conviction, whether it was just he just didn't want to play any more football and risk injury, which overall I think smart. They're pretty much locked into their playoff position. I didn't have a big problem with it. I would have kicked it after that. But they got the penalty. They got right back down to the three. Golf made another horrible fucking throw. I said that on the handicap that, you know, at the end of the day, Golf in big moments is going to come up short, especially on the road, and he did. He made the horrible interception uh, to Wilson. That was a great play by Wilson, but that ball was so far fucking inside, you cannot put that football there. Every fucking quarterback knows that. And then the throw at the end on the on the two-point conversion attempt was low. It was a shit throw. You know, it is what it is. I thought it was a great game, and uh, the Lions covered, so good for them. Uh, anyway, moving on, season win totals. We clinched the under. On Atlanta, they stink. I told you in preseason they were going to stink, and we nailed it. All right, notes from 
Our Monday pod, uh, we both had Arizona plus 10 and a half. And although everyone in the world disagreed with us because they closed at 12, so we got a shit number, they not only covered, but they went and won the game outright. I know Longhorn has got to be kicking himself in the ass for not putting them in his contest. He said on the podcast, it, it would take a lot to get them out. He already had them locked in. At the end of the day, he didn't put them in. So that sucks. Uh, you know, I wish he would have stuck with his gut on that one. I liked uh, Arizona. I didn't like that trend of the big dog on the road or whatever. But, again, I said it was a short sample size. and There was only three teams since 2021. And I wish he would have stuck to his conviction on that. I'm glad that, uh, you know, my book doesn't allow me to cancel bets because I probably would have canceled that one too. But I had to leave it in and it won money. So good for us and good for you if you listened on Monday and put that in. So you won that. Uh, man, the Eagles, though, good God. Their defense has fallen apart. And I think there's some real dissension going on in that team. So I don't know how Sirianni gets it back on the rails. Can they go beat the Giants? Uh, he's talking about sitting players now for the last game. So basically he's given up, uh, which I don't think he should do that. I just just gonna tell him that that game in Washington for Dallas is not a fucking gimme. I'm gonna say that right now. Other than that, I won our fantasy football championship on Sunday. Not a huge shocker. I had the best team all year, went 13 and 1 and rolled through the playoffs, never even a sweat. Longhorn is on, uh, also in a different fantasy league that I'm not in. Um, and he won his. So Basically, you know, you're just, you get to listen to a couple of champions, you know, twice a week. You know, you're welcome. I mean, we just wake up and piss excellence over here. So you're welcome, America. <laughs> All right, moving on to the bad. Oh, the NFL free pick on Cincy. Longhorn gave out. The predictive models won out on this one. Look, I said on the podcast that if Casey could hold Cincy to 17 or less, then they would cover. Any more than that, they wouldn't. Also said I was going to let the number drift down and take Kansas City once it got firmly under the touchdown, and it did, and that's what I did, so I won money on that one. And our boy, Mr. Browning, he has been truly unveiled now. Look, he's good against poverty defenses and not great versus good defenses, which makes him about the same as 70% of the other quarterbacks in this league, really, so... I think he can go be a starter somewhere if you're, you know, into the seven to ten to nine to eight type of performance every year, depending on your schedule. So that's uh, that's where I'm at with him and with the Bengals. Um, I don't know, man. It that one. I guess if you look at it, it could have went either way. But if you watch the game, it, it felt like Kansas City was in pretty firm control the whole time. I don't know. Like I said, it. Over a certain level of defense, you know, Browning is just going to – he's going to struggle. So, I think that's how you have to look at him going forward. Uh, he'll, he might get a spot – or try uh, uh, an opportunity to land somewhere else next year and uh, try to prove that he can be a starter in this league, which I think that he can, like I said. But it's only going to be to a certain level. So, you've got to realize that uh, and kind of meet your expectations to that. Uh, Longhorn in the contest went two and three, including his third heads up loss to me in the season. That makes me three and oh in those. That was on Seattle, minus three and a half. I don't know why he put that in the contest. He knew I had Pittsburgh, number one. So he knows it doesn't usually go well for him. And then number two, he even said on the podcast, it was 
He didn't love Pittsburgh, but he wasn't going to lay three and a half with Seattle. It was like Pittsburgh or pass, and he probably wasn't going to have Pittsburgh again, which was fine. I didn't like that play at all, but it was the only play I could make in that game, and I had to have at least one dog on my ticket. I said they're the only dog that I trusted all week, truly trusted, and they went out and they delivered for me, so... That was good for me. Bad for Longhorn. Uh, danger zone on Carolina. Oof. The only thing dangerous on that one is was taking Longhorn's handicap. Loss for the clients, too. Oh, God. Cannot believe we put that pick out. Carolina didn't score a single point. Bryce Young is beyond awful. They probably should cut him, if I'm being honest. <laughs> No, man, he's really bad. He's really fucking bad. I hope, I love the kid. I hope for his sake that they can do better things for him in the offseason. I don't know, like maybe get an offensive lineman or two to add insult to injury. That loss for them locked up the number one pick for the Chicago Bears. So they gave away the number one overall pick and DJ Moore, their best player, for a kid who through one season is one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. So let that sink in if you are a Carolina fan. Uh, my God, they are so bad. All right, moving on to the are you fucking kidding me? Oh, this one hurts, man. One of my favorites, but they deserve it, the Liberty Biberties. Huh, we gave out the over 67 in this game. It closed at 71. So, Steam was with us. Obviously, I knew we were in trouble. <laughs> and Oregon did their part, man. They scored 45. And Liberty scored a touchdown on their very first drive. It didn't even take them three minutes to do it. I saw that. I was like, whew, well, this is a fucking easy win. And then Liberty never scored another point for the rest of of the goddamn game? How the fuck is that even possible? They had 300 yards of offense. They had a running back who averaged nine yards per carry. How can you not score for the rest of the fucking game? Huh, what a fucking weapon. All right, boys and girls, that was the good, the bad, and the hard. You fucking kidding me? Alright guys, time for some look ahead uh, to this week, week 18. I'm not going to go over all the injuries because, my God, the list is so long and there's going to be a lot of people that don't play, that could play, blah, 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 blah. It's week 18, boys and girls, so strap it the fuck in. But here's what I will tell you. Last week I told you it was not the week for the dogs. Overall, they finished 7, 8, and 1 ATS, 6, 7, 1 for the A dogs, away dogs, and 1 and 1 for the home dogs. Well... This is the week for the dogs. Since week 18 format started, 19 and 13 ATS with around a two-point ATS margin, and 18 and 14 to the over with a plus 3.62 delta, which is really big. Home or away are about the same ATS percentage overall-wise. So, you know, what we're really looking for is dogs and overs, which isn't usually the correlation, but you have to think. It's the last game. You're going to get, you know, really good effort from these guys. They don't get to play football again, if ever. Some of these guys will never play another down of NFL football. But even if they are, they're not going to get to do it for, you know, six, seven months. 
So you're going to get maximum effort, but you're also going to get maximum variance. You're going to get more fourth downs, you know, going for it in situations they normally wouldn't, because who gives a fuck? You're going to see, you know, some trick plays. You're just going to, you're going to get a lot of tendency breaking things that the market just cannot account for in the totals. So that is the reason for that. Now, having said all that, I put a round robin together already, so I'm giving it to you right now. It's Houston. Those Houston Texans plus one. Baltimore. That's right. I know they're sitting everybody. I don't give a fuck. Plus the four. The Rams plus three and a half. And these skins, those dirty skins, plus 13. That is my NFL round robin this week. I also have the Jets and the Patriots on a six-point do-no-wong teaser. We're going to take the Jets up to plus nine. We're going to tease the total down to 24. <laughs> and we're going to take the over. We're also going to take the Jags and Titans. We're going to tease Tennessee up to 10.5 and, and the total down to 34 and take the over there as well. As far as the playoff scenarios go, look, we're going to go over all those on the big pod as we get to the teams in that particular matchup. So stay tuned for that. I'm not going to rattle all that off right now here by myself. Other than that, you know, email in for week 18 playoff picks and our national championship picks and everything else going forward for the playoffs. So thank you guys so much, as always, for listening. It's been another great year here on the Sports Patio. And let's let me see if I can do this. Uh, people, stop throwing away your hard on money on a guessing game. Let the pros do the heavy lifting. So sign in, tell a friend, and join up on the fun of watching football, drinking beer, and never pay a buck again. Come on. Ha, damn it, people never pay a buck again. Steven Tyler, take us out, baby!